House of Hoops, episode 11. It's Monday, 27th, 2020. I'm Jeff Hausman. Thanks for joining. All right, let's go ahead and introduce the rest of the crew. Laddie's with us on the phone. Hello, hello, hello. Laddie's the host of Laddie, Lucky, and Hope in the morning on Q107.5. Also on the phone is Bo Brady. Good buddy, Bo Brady. What's going on? Happy to be here. <laughs> what up, Bo? Bo's the uh, NBA expert, Bo Brady, folks. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Everybody doing all right? Doing well. Yeah, it's good to have the band back together. Got everybody together today. That's good. Nice. <laughs> um, folks can reach us on Twitter at House of Hoops, and we're also on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. Appreciate everybody joining in. Let's have a little fun with this today. Not a lot going on since last week. Uh, we got the Jordan documentary. We got a little bit of NBA news. I watched a couple movies this week. Other than that, I've been busy working. Tried to play a little golf this morning. What have you guys been up to? Uh, let's see. I've been staying at home. I've been changing some diapers, cooking food, uh, riding my skateboard around. been going for some runs, um, watching some movies here and there. That's about it. Yeah, just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Laddie, how about you? What have you been up to? Uh, pretty much the same stuff. Uh, yeah, just kind of working a little bit, uh, hanging out. I've been doing a lot of puzzles. I just completed my third puzzle of the uh, quarantine. Puzzle pretty guy. Pretty excited about that. Puzzle yeah. guy. All why right. not? <laughs> you know, why not? Huh? Change it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you got to do to pass the damn time, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Shit. I've been working. I've been lucky enough to work. so, And they've been keeping me pretty busy. So that's been good. Passing the time. That's what everybody's doing, huh? Passing the time. How's everybody? I wonder how everybody else is doing. I mean, you hear different reactions from people when you, I mean, I'm out there talking to people a lot just because of the nature of my job. I just see a lot of people you know, try to be careful with it. But I see a lot of people, a, a lot of stir-crazy folks, man. Like, people will take whatever opportunity they can get to, like, leave the house and go do whatever the hell needs to be done, <laughs> you know? Like, you got something to do. Like, oh, what, well, are we eating out? Like, oh, I'll go get it. I'll go get it, <laughs> you know? Uh, dude, I was just talking to my girlfriend about that today. I said, I purposely forget things at the store just so I have a reason to go back. <laughs> She's like, you seem like you make a trip to the store every day. And I said, that's because I do. Yeah. I got to get out of this house for an essential run. Right. Gotta, yeah. go. gotta go get beer every yeah. day. I wonder if, like, there's got to be some crazy shit going on out there. I don't know if the people are stuffing their significant others in freezers or anything like that, but... There's got to be like some some pushback stuff going on out there. Luckily, not around, not in this house, but <laughs> there's got to be. What like? No, they've, they've they've said that domestic violence cases have been on the rise. Oh, you hate to hear That's that. That's so crazy. Jesus. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, I'm sure that. And between that and people not paying their rent and landlords having to call the cops, I'm sure the, I'm sure the police are staying pretty busy with serious issues. 
well, this escalated quickly. Yeah. I hope uh, <laughs> nobody's wasting their time with petty bullshit out there. Cops, right. The right. cops, that is. Yeah. I just wonder what's going on out there. Everybody doing okay? Like, everybody hang in there. <laughs> Let's not go you off know, the deep was, end. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We talked about that today on our radio show. Like, how do you say hi to people? Like nowadays you do, I mean, you can say hi to somebody, but it just seems people are less friendly nowadays. You go to the store and you go somewhere, everyone just goes, they've got, now they wear glasses, they have gloves, masks, and now they wear glasses. And so it's like, yeah, you're like, why? Like, you're like we see what you're doing. Um, I, I don't, I don't get it though, but it just, people seem not as friendly for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I know where you're coming from with that. Where you walk in and everybody's just kind of keeping themselves, which is odd right. around like here in this in this city. That's not really what people do. I don't know. People and have watch, been friendly. It, like the people I have come in contact with, everybody's been really friendly. Nobody's like being an a hole or nothing for no reason. Right. Like you kind of sometimes come across that, but yeah, everybody's just kind of keeping to themselves. Is what I've noticed, and that may be a little bit of what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. And also, like, pay attention to, so, like, when you go to the stores or whatever, people are just hurrying up and trying to get their shit done. They're not waiting around. They're lollygagging. They're just moving fast. They're buying stuff, and they're leaving. Like, they don't want to hang out there, you know? Who's coughing? <laughs> Who's got the virus? Who's got the Rona? <laughs> I guess that was me. My bad. That's what everybody says. I got, the, huh? I got the If you have a cough... Or if you have any like sort of abnormal behavior that looks sickly at all, like people will, like look at you weird now. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about like going going out in public and like or the store or wherever, and like you sneeze, it's just like all respiratory droplets, like <laughs> spreading out like crazy. How do you even sneeze anymore in front of people? Just exploding. You, you just yell Rona, dude. You hold- yell Rona and you leave. <laughs> You hold your face into your elbow, like on the inside of your elbow. That's how you should do it, like into your shoulder or elbow to contain as much germ as you can. Just try not to just blow it out into the air. Let's see. Monday, we did the podcast. I watched something interesting on YouTube that night after we did a podcast. Did you know Nate Robinson has a show on YouTube? Who does? Nate Robinson. You remember him? Uh, Nate, little, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, little dude. Little dude, slam dunk champion. He's got a show where he goes to people's houses and just hangs out with them for the day. Right. It's kind of funny. I don't know. Nate Robinson's is a it, character. Is it old? No, it's brand new. Well, he's been doing it for a minute, I think, but he's still making episodes. He's just out there, like, brings a film crew, mic everybody up, and they just hang out and, like, do whatever. See, he had one episode. He went to like Tony Hawk's house, and he's like trying to skateboard and shit. It was kind of funny. The l- one I watched Monday was he went to Mike Bibby's house. Nice. Yeah. Was muscle Mike, like Mike Bibby with muscles. Yeah, yeah, Jack, Jack Bibby. <laughs> but he went over there, and apparently Bibby bought like a whole neighborhood, gated it off. I think he bulldozed all the houses. <laughs> He just built this massive compound with that his whole family lives in. So he's got like all of his brothers, sisters, his parents. They all live in this massive compound. Where? I, I think it's in Sacramento. Bibby's done really well for himself. I didn't realize how well he had done. He was on that Sacramento team that was super good back in the day with Chris Weber, Peja, Vladi. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he was traded from Vancouver for J. Will. They asked him when he played for Vancouver, they asked him where he wanted to go. And I guess Van- I guess Sacramento was on a short list of destinations he wanted to go. So he got to go like where he wanted to play. And he was also, uh, he was on the uh, Jordan brand. He has over 3,000 pairs of sneakers in his house. He, he had to enclose one of his garages <laughs> and he like wouldn't let the film crew go in there and look at him. I thought it was interesting. Uh, that was a fun watch watching Mike Bibby. Cause Mike Bibby's talking pretty candidly about 
what his life is now and playing in the NBA. Dude, I watched, there's a, was it 1996, 1998 national championship game and uh, he was on Arizona and they played Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, that was a great team. Uh, they played in Memphis at the Pyramid, that championship run for Arizona. Oh, really? Yeah, they played uh, one of the early rounds of the tournament. Was, was Josh Pastner on that team? Or was he on like a later one? Miles Simon was on that team. I, don't, I think Pastner came after that. Look up. It's on the Players Tribune YouTube feed. Oh, his show? That Nate Robinson. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's called House Guest. Looks like he's gone to Udonis Haslam's LeVar Ball three weeks ago. Oh, that's going to be great. Uh, Never yeah. lost. I saw that one. That one was crazy. The one with LeVar Ball. Dude, he, he... All right, so I'm, go- I'm going to YouTube. <laughs> what am I looking at? Just go, um, type in Nate Robinson Player Tribune. Yeah, there you go. God, Mike Bibby is huge. Hey, y'all. Chrissy. <laughs> My God, Mike Bibby is huge. Holy crap. You're right. Look at that compound. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. <laughs> David Koresh would be impressed with this, man. They need to test Mike Bibby, dude, for like horse steroids. They got to test him. Well, you know what he says? He says... uh Back when he played, he always liked lifting weights or whatever, but it was kind of like looked down upon. Like they didn't want him to get too jacked up. So when he got done with playing, he just did what he wanted to do. Just worked out like an insane person, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty cool. He's huge, though. Yeah, I mean, oh, this, oh, that. Look at him. I got the whole cul-de-sac on lock. He's, he's got to be in like yeah. Arizona or something. So, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it is in Phoenix. Not Sacramento. He did go to Arizona. It looked like it looked like California houses, but it also looked like Arizona houses. I don't know what the damn difference is. Dude, you're right. You're <laughs> right. Like, he, like he's got a little Freddy Krueger uh, doll there. It was a life size doll. Yeah, yeah. Those are fun to watch, though. You should watch it. But I bet Nate Robinson's. Good. I bet he's good though. He's like a host or whatever because he's got a lot of personality. Yeah, he seems fun to hang out with for sure. It seems like he's Dang. just like on a mission to just go hang out, do shit. Nate Robinson had a good career too, didn't he? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, he played in the NBA a lot. Jerry, he's got man football jerseys signed by people, of course, man. You know, dude, I, I think, those are game worn jerseys. Oh yeah, I think Nate Robinson was like a likable guy. People liked hanging out with him, and he made a lot of friends. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So he's uh, going back and kind of just revisiting old times and hanging out with some good friends. Hey, yeah, this is, we might as well record this and put it on YouTube. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that's the cool thing about him. Like, I mean, didn't he go to Washington and he was a running back as well? And like, he was a better football player than he was basketball player. Washington. He pulled a Charlie Ward and said, the hell with that. I'm just going to go play ball and get guaranteed money. Yeah. yeah, He was like a better running back than he was football, a basketball player. I believe you. But shoot, you got to you got to be badass to be in the NBA anyway. So yeah, he was so explosive. Mike Bibby the whole time just be. He, I just look at he just he like he needs to be popped with a pen. <laughs> it's like yeah. dude, you look kind of weird that big. Well, yeah, not only is he jacked up, but he's like wearing the tight muscle shirts and shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, I just got out of the gym. Of course. You yeah. always get out of the gym. He owns nothing but athletic gear. <laughs> right. Speaking of that, I picked up some uh, slides the other day. Those are pretty good. Oh. I think they're Adidas. Everybody else wears the Nike, like oh, the shoes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Socks and slides. Man, dude, they were $20. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll grab some of those. And they're real comfortable. I think you're just walking on air. Mike yeah. Bibby knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> He's got 6,000 pair of them. Uh, what did LeVar Ball do to make money? Does anybody know? I think he stole money out of his children's savings deposit boxes. <laughs> well, that's a given, but... <laughs> I don't I know. I mean, his house is huge. Yeah, I don't know. He stole all that money from everybody that bought that Better Business Bureau gear. He's on Nate Robinson's show, and he's just acting like such a crazy person. Let's see. Tuesday this week... <laughs> Was my birthday, so that was fun. Yay! Happy, happy birthday! Hey yo! Yeah, we don't have to do all that, but it was pretty uh, 
not eventful. I took the day off work and just we went out to eat. We went out to a restaurant, drank beer in the parking lot, waited for it to go food, and then came home. That sounds like a fun idea. <laughs> uh, that was a no casinos this year. No nothing, buddy. <laughs> My parents came over that evening and hung out, drank a few beers with them. So that's whatever. We all practiced some extreme social distancing outside on the carport. Nice. So, you know, we, we made it happen. I appreciate them for coming over. And thank you, anybody else that reached out. Appreciate. Friday was like a rough day at work. I had a couple of friends from work come over in the evening. We played cards pretty late into the night on the carport and just tried to cut loose a little bit for the week. Just that one cut loose, you know, with some friends. Right. I feel like that's not too bad. I feel like we didn't really. I mean, we were at work together all night anyway. Sunday was the Jordan dock, and I think we could probably circle back around to that. I'm kind of up in the air on whether or not even, like, get really super in-depth on that because, you know, our buddy Pat texted me today. He's like, dude, there's already, like, five podcasts out today with Jordan dock recaps. (laughs) I'm like, oh, God. Oh, yeah, there's, like, 10,000 of them, and Bill Simmons is going to be on half of them. Yeah, Bill Simmons is all over that shit. No, no, there's they're in a business. They've got a... Yeah. They're desperate for content. Yeah, they are running a business and they are paying salaries. But it's still something to talk about. I don't know if I have anything original to say about it that hasn't already been said. I'm excited. I haven't watched any of them. I want to watch them all. Yeah, man. Get I'm on ex- it. You're missing out on the only thing going on in sports right now. You're missing out. One movie. Let's do one movie that you watched this week. I'll start. Watch The Godfather. Oh, nice. <laughs> I didn't put it on. It was just on when I walked in the room, so I watched it. That's kind of how those movies go, you know, any of those classic gangster movies or whatever. Yeah, it's on. I'm, I guess I'm going to watch it. Bo, did you, you said you may have seen a movie this week. We we started watching a show on Netflix called Unorthodox. It's uh, about this girl who's uh, an Orthodox Jew in Brooklyn, in Williamsburg, New York, and uh, she, uh, we watched the first two episodes, and she leaves the, she leaves her husband and flees to Germany. It's it's interesting. It's, it, we've enjoyed it so far. The first two episodes. Oh, I've actually seen that. It's it's very good. It's uh, she's trying to get away, right? Yeah, that's a weird one. Laddie, did you check anything good this week? I did. All right. I did. I went. Yeah, I went old school with it too. I went and uh, I saw uh, Reality Bites. <laughs> Damn, that is a good one. <laughs> it's a real good movie. I was—I I don't know why, but I was uh, driving the other day, and one of the songs from that soundtrack came on, and I really liked the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So I started listening to it on Spotify while I'm driving around, and then I own it. So the other night, nothing going on. So I was like, all right, finished my puzzle. And I turned <laughs> I turned on Reality Bites, and it was a good show, man. Yeah. Are you trying, are you specifically trying not to be like a TV vegetable? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not, I don't have that much patience anyone, you know, like I'll play a video game for a little bit and then I'll bounce and then like watch a little bit of TV and then I'll just do something else. Like I, I have to, I just can't be doing the same thing over and over and over again for a long period of time. Yeah. You're kind of a hyperactive guy. You're always, yeah, man. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm an extrovert. So it's like, this is killing me. Moving and shaking. I'll just walk around the house for. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do today? Exercise. I just moved around a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know, went to Walmart again for the fifth time today. <laughs> <laughs> there was news right before we came on today, so this is Monday at like I don't know three or three thirty that the NBA received a lot of pushback about the idea of reopening practice facilities. I think teams are awaiting like a really good plan from the NBA to do these reopenings. Well, yeah, I saw that. It said that basically they're thinking about May 8th or something to reopen or whatever. Right. And then, uh, and then a lot of them said, the team said, no, hold on a second. And they were just playing off the fact that Georgia's the first state to kind of quote unquote reopen. So they basically said, let's see how that works. Let's give it 
let Georgia open, give them two weeks. If anything, everything's cool, then we'll kind of start moving forward with everybody else is, is the plan. Right. What they're saying is if an NBA's team facility is no longer subject to stay-at-home order, it may make the facility open potentially starting May 8th. That was like the f- yeah. first stuff that came out. Right. Um, obviously, teams in bigger markets are a little worried. There was a report from Shams that said uh, when NBA facilities open as soon as May 8th, players must wear face masks at all times, except when in physical activity, which I would imagine be most of it. I don't know. Maybe they're, I I don't, I don't know what they're going to be doing. Uh, Staffers working with players must wear gloves, physical distancing of at least 12 feet. The NBA has informed teams it's not possible or appropriate in a current public health context to regularly test all players and staff for COVID-19. These protocols may be modified. And uh, all this stuff kind of dropped right before we went on today via Woj, via Shams. And do you guys have any thoughts on these? Uh, I think it's they're just creating them, giving themselves a lot of runway. They're, they're, I think they're forcing the, trying to force the issue a little bit to see what what the what is possible and what is responsible right because this is you know they're, they they can say they want to do something but it's up to the 30 teams to come you know and the players association also to come up with a counter on what they think is safe and what is the correct thing to do so i think this is just the beginning of a conversation they're having mm-hmm. and they're the league's just putting pressure on the owners and the players to to see if this is even possible yeah he, you know, they, I don't know, like, are players going to be able to quarantine themselves in a bubble? What if a player somehow tests positive during the training process? Does that shut everything down? You can't necessarily eliminate a team. And then also, like, are they going to have regular season games? Is that even worth doing at this point? Should they just cut it down to playoff teams? You know, there's just a ton of unknowns here. If one guy shows up to the training facility and he's infected and he's passing it around, then you're back to square one, you know? Right. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't even have to, if they just have one positive test and people have been around that person, then everybody's quarantined. It's not appropriate to test all of the players and all of the staff all the time because there's people out there in the country that can't even get tests, you know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it looks like they're going to try to slowly experiment with it before they call it one way or the other. Like, see Yeah, they're going to have to do that regardless. See, yeah. Like, let's stick our toe in the water and see what happens, you know? Yeah, well, somebody's got to be first. Right. At some point, you're going to exactly. have to, like, we're reopening the country. Who's going to be first? Who's going to be the guinea pig, you know? What did I see? I saw something from the Euro League here. Let me go through my screenshots here. (laughs) The EuroLeague announced it has reached an agreement with its players, the ELPA, on a plan for the rest of the seasons. The players will receive 80% of their yearly salary if the season is canceled. If the season resumes, the players will receive 85%. Um, They also announced like a calendar. May 24th is the deadline to decode whether to resume or complete or cancel the EuroLeague slash EuroCup competitions. May 29th to June 11th, quarantine if necessary. So like after they decide whether they're going to resume and complete or cancel, they're going to quarantine after they decide, I guess. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, and then June 12th to July 2nd, they'll do training camp. And then July 4th through 26th, they'll have games in a central venue. So that's what the EuroLeague is doing. So you're looking at a May, June, July, almost a three-month period between deciding to do it or not and actually playing, which is interesting. That gives them a lot of time. They have a training camp would go for, looks like, about three and a half weeks of training camp. Wow, that's about that's what Chris Paul is saying. They want is at least three to four weeks worth of training camp to get back into shape. Yeah, they need it. It, it would have to happen. Okay, so they've got a deadline. 
and it's May 24th to decide whether or not to play. Better believe the NBA is aware of that. That could be something that they end up with as a deadline. We'll see how these these teams that are allowed to go to training facilities are going to be smaller market teams. So we'll see how it goes. And then they'll probably... Well, the other thing it. about Europe is their timeline's ahead of ours a little bit. Yeah. Um, they're ahead of us by about three weeks, four weeks, I think, with the okay. virus. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'd be looking at, mate, we'd be looking at, let's say, late June, deciding whether or not to play games. So June, July, August, September. Probably something similar to that, yeah. They'll be playing, yeah, I mean, they would be playing into September or October, and that's about when the next season starts. I mean, was this the off season? This could be the current off season right now if they don't play again. They may have to wait even longer to start the season back up. Yeah, so that's interesting, I guess. Uh, There's moves that are being made. Right. We'll we'll sit back and watch and observe. I guess we need to talk about, uh, while I still have everybody, I'd like to get a little bit of Jordan stuff, you know? Did you know Dennis Rodman had a kid? He has a kid uh, named Dennis Rodman Jr. Mm-mm. Did not know that. Yeah, this was his freshman year in college. Was this year? He goes to Washington State. Washington State. Yeah, I guess he has wow. family. Does he play basketball. Yeah, he plays basketball. He was one of the top kids out of. Uh, he was one of the top kids in Cal in Southern California high school. That's he, pretty cool. Yeah, he's six yeah. six one ninety small forward what yeah he had a he was really good in high school he averaged 24 points 8.9 rebounds as a senior his season in college wasn't great but he's been known he's been quoted as a uh, shot maker with a really good feel for the game he's a very productive player displaying the ability to score and rebound at a high clip and one of the best high school leagues in california the trinity league really yeah, his college career, I don't, he wasn't getting minutes, it looks like, this year. He was getting like 10 minutes here, 6 minutes there, 12 minutes there. Not really scoring. He's a freshman. I haven't seen any footage. I haven't seen him play. I haven't seen any body language, anything like that. I just found out about this, I don't know, like two hours ago. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I was like... Rodman have kids? I uh, started looking into it because I was thinking about the last dance, Jordan Doc, whatever the hell you want to call it. Focused heavily on Dennis Rodman this week. Bo, you don't know that because I don't think you've seen any of them. <laughs> I haven't watched it, but I've, I've been on Twitter and you know a little talking bit. all about it. It's a really good watch, man. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. I usually like to watch things once they're already out and then I can consume them and, you know, short amount of time right yeah they do this one thing in the uh, documentary that i really like they show the person they're interviewing on a like a little phone or a tablet or whatever they show the person they're interviewing what other people said about them or a situation and so you get like the uh the 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 reactions so if somebody said something about a topic and they give Jordan a phone or whatever to watch it. You get Jordan's reaction. That's That's been really fun to me. Like Scotty's reactions, Phil's reactions. They did it to a bunch of people. They're like, uh, what did Jordan say? They passed him the phone, and it was Isaiah Thomas talking about the walk-off when the Bulls finally beat the Pistons, and the Pistons all just walked off the court and didn't say good game or any of that shit. Jordan Jordan's watching the footage and he goes, "It doesn't matter what you show me because I know it's all bullshit." Like he had that time, <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's already he's had too much time to reflect on it and change his opinion on it. He's just saying that to say the right thing. <laughs> like Jordan really doesn't like Isaiah like at all. Like today, there's still a grudge there. I think it's because. The way the Pistons played the Bulls, just trying to beat up on him all the time. And who knows what was said on the court, you know. So far in the documentary, it's been a lot of backstory. But we're still like in the first half of the completed documentary. 
Right. I assume it'll start picking up in pace as they go. Was it weird for you guys to, or well, Laddie, you've seen it. <laughs> Was it weird to see Paxson on there, knowing that he's going to be basically fired? <laughs> like, who knows when they recorded that, I guess, but it's kind of weird to watch Paxson talk. He's at that time, he's still in upper management with the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all this has been reached. He's already gone. Yeah, I mean, he's still with the organization, but he's been demoted. It's like, can I go through the TV and warn him? Like, hey, they're about to get rid of you. (laughs) I saw something funny on Twitter. Donovan Mitchell said, Dennis Rodman invented load load management. (laughs) Because there's one clip in the show where he asked for a vacation in the middle of the season. Like, that is load management. He's like, I need a couple days off. I want to go to Vegas. I want to go party and hang out and just get away like that's load management and he needed a break he needed a break thought that was kind of funny if donovan mitchell pointed out that that was load management <laughs> laddie do you have any takeaways i feel like i'm doing a lot of talking here uh yeah i mean I, it was just crazy like you know you can look at the bulls and you can look at the whole documentary and you can look at all that kind of jazz but like the reality of it, look at the times back then you know, I remember one specific part where Dennis Rodman's talking to Barbara Walters and he's got all of his gear on. You know, he's got like the flamboyant coat, the hat, the earrings, the tats and all that. And it's like that's when you started seeing players morph into superstar individuals and celebrities rather than just mm-hmm. basketball players. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Was, you know, she's like, oh, you're with Madonna. You know, this happened, this happened. And Madonna straight up told him, hey, man, go be who you are. Don't be who they want you to be. And then next thing you know, now you have this. Yeah, and then it started kind of morphing with the whole. Then if you, right in that area, you know, three years later, my, uh, Michigan with the college basketball shorts got longer. And then people started having their own swag, you know. So yeah. that was also being basically brewed up right then and there. So I thought that was really cool watching that, you know, on top of everything. Yeah. Yeah. She was telling him to be yourself. You know, some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. Just be yourself. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, that was probably the best thing to happen to him is hooking up with Madonna because she look at her, you know, she made a career of being controversial, you know, and doing different things. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know how much influence she had on him, but I remember that happening. That was when he was playing with the Spurs. Yeah, she did, though. She had a lot of influence on, on him and who he was. And then after that, he was like, wow. Because remember, he left her and went to like Carmen Electra. And then just it all just started, you know, changing. But you were looking at him as like a celebrity. And remember, then as that started to happen more and more and more, the, the number one thing that happened was in 95, the whole OJ thing. That's when people were like, we're going to put a camera in front of celebrities' faces. And they weren't really celebrities. They were just people because the camera was in their face. They actually became a celebrity. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that's one of the difference between Michael Jordan and LeBron James, for example, you didn't have the access of Michael Jordan, but you didn't have the social media. You didn't have the posts. You didn't have the TMZs. You didn't have any of that crap when Jordan was really, really rocking and rolling, like especially in the early nineties. But in like the late nineties, early two thousands, that started stuff started to come up. Then you have LeBron James. Well, he's on Twitter telling you how he feels. Well, now he's making Instagrams with his kids. Now next thing you know, like you see this person differently than Jordan. So I think like part of the mystique of Jordan is the fact that a lot of it's hidden. And now we're watching this. I mean, we're watching him cuss, we're watching him drink his drink his little his little whiskey or whatever he's drinking on, probably scotch. But but you're seeing the guy as a different dude now. And so I think a lot of people are more being relative with him because we've never seen this side of him. So you get to see Rodman, him, and of course everybody else. I just can't wait to see all the other people. Well, with regards to Madonna, yeah, I think she helped him mature a little bit. What do you think? Become his own person, like let his guard down. Mm -hmm. Be who he was. It was a little bit of maturing going on and there was a little bit of like, screw all y'all do whatever i want and that was when he started getting kicked out of games to me watching rodman play especially with the bulls because he was rooting for the bulls back then but 
you were always worried he was going to do something to get kicked out of the game and jeopardize the game because like they needed him right yeah you always whenever he had the ball you were like oh shit what's he gonna do with the ball <laughs> like is he gonna make some silly play in the back of your head you were always kind of thinking that i guess that was okay but at one point i think it was the beginning of the episode three robin said something about Jordan and Pippen couldn't have won without him. That may be true, but maybe there was somebody else that that would have had that contract. Maybe somebody else would have been in that role where Jordan and Pippen would have adapted to them and made it work. I don't know if... I think Robin's probably interchangeable. Yes, he was a great player, and I'm not trying to take anything away from him at all because he was a hell of a talent and a great player, but... To say that Jordan and Pippen couldn't have done it without you, I mean, that's kind of, come on. Yeah, yeah. Could have found somebody to fill that role, a rebounder or whatever. What what he did that was great was he he was just a fighter, you know. He'd get the loose balls. He was doing all the intangibles. To say that they wouldn't have won without him, I feel like that's kind of far-fetched. Probably still would have won, but I don't know. We'll never know. That's just kind of a takeaway I had from that. One of the things that I noticed that I was like, did he just say that? (laughs) On social media and on TV, there's been a huge influx of Scottie Pippen appreciation lately. He's getting a lot of uh, recognition for the player that he was that I don't know if he even got back then. You know, people are looking closer into it, perhaps realizing that he actually was a really good player. He went on to play for Houston and Portland after the Bulls. I think he had significant contracts with them. Not sure what those I were. Know in Portland he did. Yeah, in Portland he had a big one. Yeah, he ended up making a good amount of money after the Bulls reign was over. I got to go. I got to get Yeah, I'm going to go too. Yeah, I mean it's parenting right. duties. All right. I'll stick with you for a minute, man, but uh Bo, thank you for coming on, man. I'll uh, talk to you later this week, okay? Yeah, sounds good. All right, bud. All right. Yeah, here you go. We can talk about this. Well, all the Ball brothers, LaMelo, Lonzo, and Jello just signed to Rock Nation Sports with Jay-Z. Okay. All of them just signed. Now, I get Lonzo signing. I get Jello signing. I mean, excuse me, LaMelo, but Jello ain't doing <laughs> shit. They all just signed with Rock Nation, which is a good thing and bad thing because it's going to build the the big baller brand just by doing that. Real quick, I don't know if you saw this. This is completely off subject, but I think it's freaking crazy. All right. I have to go to my big source of TMZ for this one. But there's a basketball player, college basketball player, who just uh, April 18th said he is going to the NBA draft. He is from Tulane University, and he is wanted for murder. <laughs> Damn. As of today. Damn. Apparently, apparently, let me, I'll, I'll read it here, but I was like, you've got to be shitting me. This kid, he's with some dudes who decided to go shoot some guy, and the guy died in the hospital. Here it is. To Sean Hightower, a Tulane men's basketball star who just declared for the 2020 NBA draft, was arrested this weekend for felony murder record show. Officials believe the 22-year-old is involved in the April 8th shooting death of a man in Georgia. Mm. Cops say the Green Wave star is one of six people who they believe contributed to the murder. Law enforcement has yet released further details surrounding the shooting. Hightower was arrested Saturday at 9.50, according to jail records, and was booked on eight charges, including felony murder, and felony aggravated assault. No bond was listed for the NCAA star. Tulane announced in a statement shortly after his arrest, upon learning of Tayshawn's arrest this afternoon, he was immediately dismissed from Tulane's basketball program. How Hightower had just declared himself eligible for the NBA draft on April 18th. Yeah, this after he posted a monster season in 1920, this past season. And then it shows like a picture of his um, – it's like something he put on his Twitter and it's, t- it's like talking about him. And he says – talking about – he's g- giving scripture quotes. <laughs> and then it says, 
The shooting guard, point guard, started 29 games for the Green Wave, averaged 34 minutes in a team hive, 15.9 per game. He also had 4.6 rebounds a game. Okay, so that's what happened. Now, the update is this. Cops have just released more information on the shooting, saying Hightower and five other men showed up to the victim's house around 1040 a.m. on April 8th. A spokesman for the Henry County Police Department tells us a dispute broke out shortly after they arrived and gunshots were fired. Law enforcement officials added add the victim IDs, whatever, I'm not going to say his name, was struck by the gunfire and rushed to the hospital where he later died. Cops say five of the six suspects in the case have been arrested. Yeah, he's 22 years old. Yeah, and he's about to do prison time. Well, he's, his attorney saying it was a, an act of self-defense. Right. We'll see. I don't know, man. You know, here's the problem. With that. You, you, get all those, you get those five dudes in, in different rooms, someone's going to say something to somebody about something. Yeah, I mean, his brother is one of the guys that's locked up in oh, custody. Really? Yeah. It's five of the six men are now in police custody, including, one, of his, one of, I guess, his brother. That's so crazy. His attorney, his attorney said he's innocent. He didn't shoot anybody, but that doesn't mean he's not an accomplice or something. Well, that's the point. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're there with them and shots go off and you're hanging with the dudes, it doesn't. You're an accomplice. Like that's that's what they're trying to get these people on, and that's what people don't understand is well, I didn't do nothing. Yeah, homie, but you were in the fucking car. Like people, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? And that could be over anything too, you know what I'm saying? You get you're drinking and driving, and you're sitting shotgun, and somebody gets in a wreck and kills them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you you might be just because you're in the scene, you might be in trouble. I don't know how the yeah. law is, so don't so don't take it what I'm saying for granted. Um, but it looks like the victim came out of a house with a gun in his hand and turned a weapon toward Tayshon to shoot him, and then uh, somebody else shot the victim. Wow, that's crazy. Wrong place at the wrong time, brother. Man, I'm telling you, dude. Shit. You know, and it's so bad because these people have like their life. He's about to go to the NBA, make yeah. millions of dollars. Not anymore, man. It sucks. We'll see. It's definitely going to be a deterrent from anybody that's looking to draft him. Yeah. So he's really good, but he might be in prison. So can we just hold up on this one for a second? I mean, damn. 22 years old, man. Riding around with folks that got guns and shit. Yeah, like why? And, and that's the other point, dude. You have you just declared for the NBA draft. Yeah, you got to steer clear. Of that not shit. even ten, not even ten days ago. Just keep your dude, ass at not home. even not even two weeks. Stitch your ass at home. Easier wait said out than the done. coronavirus. Easier said yeah. than done. I know. I, I get that, but also look, we're in the middle of a pandemic here. You're not really supposed to leave your house. No, I got an idea. Let's go early in the morning to this dude's house and and see what's up. You knew what was going on when you went over there. Yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad for people like that. They have the whole world in front of them. You know, I went to school with a kid a long time ago. Anyways, apparently he was like a great athlete and he got mixed up with the wrong people. And now the kid's nothing. But back when we were like kids, like 15, 16 years old, he was one of the best athletes I've ever seen in my life. You know, just sometimes you get hooked up with the wrong people, man. And it sucks. Yeah, that's a crazy story. I'm telling you, man. I mean, even crazier is the whole Ball family sign with Rock Nation. What is that about? Yeah, I don't know what they're trying to do there. Is Lonzo a rapper? Uh, yeah, he tried. <laughs> he's, he, he, he tried to, you know? He tried to. Yeah, he's like super into it. I don't know. That's, man, just, I mean, a, yeah, that's just people passing checks around, I think. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, man, just ridiculous. Seeing if something sticks. Right. I mean, I guarantee you the whole thing was this, is is – Part of the, you, you don't know how far Lonzo is going to go. You don't know how long he's going to be in the league. But apparently his brother's not even there yet, and he's supposed to be badass. Right. So the dad was like, all right, look, I'm going to have the little one sign with you. Uh-huh. You take the other two, uh-huh. the guy who's already in the NBA. He's probably going to be in it for another five, six years. And then you take Scrub McGee, and you <laughs> just set him over. He's going to be in China playing or stealing something. All but you just nothing. throw your – yeah, you just throw his name on all him, and then there you go. <laughs> yeah, it probably was like a if you can't just have one. <laughs> no, right, absolutely, and then yeah. and then he said, "Okay, cool." 
right. Hey, and, and shit, I don't blame him. What if what if the young one just is the best? Uh, yeah, I think he's supposed to be. He's like one of the top projected top draft picks. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. He's already got some experience playing. One thing we got to get to before we end this is something I alluded to earlier in the podcast, which was a new Beastie Boys documentary. Yeah, what's up with that? Did you see it? Uh-uh. I need, I need to watch it. It's good. It's available on Apple TV. You have, a, have to have a subscription for that. It's directed by Spike Jones. Yes. Um, I think several episodes ago, Evan mentioned something about this, and I just now saw it. It's good. Mike D and Ad Rock kind of uh, narrate it. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's played in a theater on like a giant movie screen. Mike D and Ad Rock are there live with microphones, and they're just standing there like watching it with the crowd, and they're kind of narrating it. It's almost like a PowerPoint. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's like it's going on behind them and you can watch it and the crowd's watching it and reacting. And then they like they'll like stop the footage and like talk about things. It's super good. It goes way back into the early years and it talks about all of their regrets, all the things that they loved, all the things that they did. A lot of it's about MCA, you know, he's passed away at this time. Right. Um, it's super rehearsed. Like you can what tell, you like they're using a teleprompter and they're, they've rehearsed it many, many times. It's not, you know, it's, it's professional, I should say. Right. I think they did multiple shows, kind of like a stand up routine. I enjoyed it. It was fun to watch. It's fun to go back down that memory lane. And that's something new that's out there. You know, if you got Apple TV, check it out for sure. Even if you're not a big Beastie Boys fan, it's still enjoyable to watch. Were you a BC Boys fan? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Best album? Well, everybody wants to say it's Paul's Boutique, right? <laughs> I mean, the OGs do. But Check Your Head was like the one I liked. Check Your Head was real good. Yeah. Great album cover, too. Great album cover. Yeah, that was just so raw. Yeah, it was. That's what I liked about it. That was yeah, when they probably... started playing their own musician, their own. Uh, that was when they started playing their own instruments and shit right i still like grand royale dude that's one of my favorite yeah i mean every time there was a new album i was all about it i was trying to figure out how to get it and listen to it right away when the, i got the grand royale album and then i bought a poster and put on my wall it was fucking badass yeah that was a good one man they were yeah, all good in my opinion they're all just different they they grew as a band or a group whatever you want to call them they grew as their careers went on Right, that's what I Which yeah was I agree. They all you can ask for. I'm sorry to cut you off there. What? No, you're good. No, that's 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 what I was gonna say. I thought they were just so good that they grew, and that's what I like about all their different albums. But man, if you put that Grand Royale album out there, there were so many tracks on it. Some were just instrumentals, mm-hmm. and some were like punk songs, or they would just go hardcore, like like Heart Attack Man. God, it's so fast and just crazy. And then you just have like different loops and stuff it's good good album good album yeah no doubt i mean they were creative either way like even the way they got into like license to ill doing albums and stuff was like a super creative way to get into it it wasn't what they wanted to be but they were always creators they weren't gonna stop creating they just grew as they went on they had more access to different things they had more drive to try different things you're them. right yeah it was it's cool man. i mean that's what you want from a group or a band or whatever it's for them to grow and get better and evolve or whatever you don't want them to just do the same thing over and over do you man i was talking to this uh dude the other day he's in a group called um i don't know if you know if you've heard him before it's called uh ajr you ever heard of them oh uh, they've played songs that you've heard before but anyways uh anyways I interviewed him and I said, you know, hey, they're they're playing Music Fest this this year whenever they get around to it. And like they've had a lot of songs on Top 40. Anyways, I asked him how, you know, he's doing and with the music and everything. And he was like, yeah, man, you know, we have fans. 
he goes, you know, it's different from being a band that's coming out and then, you know, you have albums and then you have some singles that hit the radio and stuff and people listen to the singles. He goes, but it takes a minute to actually grow a fan base. And he said, one thing about all of our different albums that each one sounds like it's different, but it's still the same band. You know, it's the same, you know, it's the band playing it, but like they sound evolved. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, that's, I was like, man, that's pretty badass, brother. That's really cool. Yeah. If you're not trying to get better, what the fuck are you doing? Right. <laughs> like even on this podcast, uh, if I went back and listened to episode one, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's not very, <laughs> not very good. <laughs> you know, you have to try to grow and evolve if you're doing anything creative or trying to do something for yourself, whatever you want it to be. Right. No, I had that same conversation the other day with somebody, man. Pretty much the exact same damn thing. Yeah. We've had to evolve. We've had to change everything completely. It's like just when we were starting to figure out how to talk about basketball, we were like. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's no basketball. So I was like, oh, shit. I was really getting <laughs> fired up. Like I was really starting to get into it. We were doing our pick games and shit. And I was really starting to catch a rhythm of thought i don't know who knows maybe i sucked <laughs> doesn't matter uh, that's awesome doesn't matter nobody listens to sports po- uh, podcasts right now anyway it's like it's crazy yeah i know they're uh, all listening to q1075 <laughs> <laughs> everybody everybody back to fm yeah yeah <laughs> good i hope it's working over there i hope everything's going all right at the station for yeah. you me uh, me too man you know we're, we're coronavirus. We're, we're slowly but surely kind of getting everything done. And, you, you know, now we're all Zoom. The Zoom is the latest craze, you know, Skype. Nobody likes Skype no more. Yeah, no. You get so. the numbers and everything over there. Everything cool? Oh, yeah, man. Always, dude. Always, man. You know? Yeah. And, my, and I, I like it because we're getting to the point to where we do all that Memphis, um, you know, how it is, like Memphis best or Memphis most and all that kind of crap, you know? Oh, yeah. And the city of Memphis votes. Well, right. Well, here's the thing about that real quick, though, is that people sit there and say that this like I, and I don't know if they're trying to hate or not. People are like, oh, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. It's like, well, you know what? People took time out of their day to go on the fucking computer to vote. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they had to go do all this stuff. So, yeah, it may not mean anything in the sense of it. You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't. But then again, someone's paying attention to something that you're doing. The way I look at those your local paper has uh, awards that they give out to local businesses they're basically just giving them advertising or recognition for doing things the right way being successful people like it and if you've never been to that place or you never heard of it like it's you know you should probably check it out that's the way i look at it like oh i've never heard of this person or this band or this restaurant or whatever it is memphis right we have we have multiple we have the memphis fire we have the commercial appeal they both do awards there's probably more that i don't even know about but uh right (laughs) i mean you have to take some stock in it because whether it's good for the reason that you want it to be good or if it's good for some other reason it's a local business that's doing something right right and And, people are paying attention so like with my job, right? I mean, I'm in the media. And so like we have ratings and stuff. And then sometimes you do have ratings. You don't have ratings, whatever the hell it is. But like, you know, sometimes ratings can be misconstrued because of different things. Sure. And and with that being said, if the city votes on you, you know what I'm saying? But you may not be in the best in the ratings, but you win the best whatever. Well, guess what? You might be right there in the fucking middle. So it's easy to so so it's easy to kind of tell where you're at, but then again, people had to vote for you. Now they have certain reasons of how things work when it comes to data and, and all that flow charge crap. But I think the bottom line is, I mean, if someone's going to go take time out of their day to do something for you, you're worth a shit. And and I think that in in businesses that means a lot. If I go shop at one, you know, what makes this clother, you know, this retail store better than that retail store? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And guess what? I'm going I'm, I'm to fill this thing out and I'm going to let you know why or let you know yeah. who I like to shop with or whatever. So, you yeah, know. It, gives, it gives people something to do and 
a little bit of a voice in their community to vote for those things. Right. So we're just getting every, everyone primed up and ready. We're, we're <laughs> greasing the wheels. And, you know, so when they say best radio personality, you uh-huh. spell Laddie L-A-T-T-Y. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I know it's April and it's the, not even until probably August. But, you know, we're just, you know, from A to A. It's all we're doing. At the real Laddie on Twitter. <laughs> At the real Laddie on Twitter. I'm on in- Instagram. I'm on the book face. I'm on the Facebook. Fuck, yeah. man. I tried to read. I tried to hook up my MySpace. That didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. if you go back and try to look at your myspace dude like go back and look at the shit that you like posted or what you did oh man yeah (laughs) mine's probably a bunch of pictures of skateboarding or something (laughs) (laughs) mine was a whole bunch of kanye west songs (laughs) Uh, i feel like you're serious I am. I I took I took his song Diamonds Are Forever. I took the instrumental off of YouTube. I went ahead and I rapped on it. I freestyled it and it was pretty good. It was like a two and a half minute freestyle. I threw that on my Facebook is like remember you could like put music on there? Uh, and uh I don't know. And I put on my MySpace, my MySpace. And I put I put the that music on there and uh it, it got some pretty good hits. Next thing you know, it got flagged for like Yeah copyright or whatever and i was like but i'm not selling it you know so anyway that's when right well that's that's about the same time as facebook said hey guess what you don't have to have an edu to join facebook so join yeah you know we were talking about uh, memphis voting i've been campaigning for best local athlete for several years strictly on write-ins so yeah i think my uh days of local athletics are over though Oh, dude, I don't know. Just let everybody know how to spell Houseman one more time, dude. We get this thing up and running. Yeah. I, I, I know, what I, know category? I got a couple write-ins, but what? <laughs> what category? Just just, just all-around athlete? No, best best no. local athlete, but I think my days are past. I think that's probably John Morant territory now. So it'd be like Penny, Penny Hardaway, <laughs> John Morant. Yeah, that's some probably, guy from the baseball team, and then Jeff Houseman. Yeah, it's probably it's probably Jaws or Jaron. Jaron Jackson Jr.'s spot now. It's a change into the guard. Who would you give it to? Who would you, who'd be the le- the best local athlete here in Memphis? Who do you think? John Morant. That's who I think, too. I think he's awesome. Yeah, I think he's going to claim the throne, which is good because he'll realize people are paying attention. Right. Um, well, here's the deal. I'm glad, you know, in, in I got to jump here in just a minute, man. But, but, yeah. but here's the deal with John Morant. The fact that we get rid of Conley, who was an all-star, who didn't get the all-star treatment or all-star accolades at all, but he was a badass point guard, still is. Now he goes to Utah, and he's doing a lot, and now he just seems like a bigger ball player. Well, now you've got John Morant coming out, who's a star, proved to be a star his first year, and now... I mean, he, he could probably possibly go to the playoffs, depending on all that, maybe rookie of the year. And you're like, holy shit, out of Memphis? Hold on a second. Now let's look at Memphis and see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We're already in the eighth seat of the playoffs. The kid's kicking ass. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a great ball player. He's a great dude. So I think that that kind of might put – he kind of might put Memphis on the map for a point. You know what I'm saying? We got some more – we got some other pieces around him too. Right. Memphis is I mean, looking like Gold- up, man. Memphis is looking up. We just well, it was like Golden State. Golden State needed to have somebody. Then all of a sudden, they get Steph Curry. And then they happen to get Thompson in the same damn draft. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they get this dude, and they put the pieces around him. You know what I'm saying? And it's Golden State. I get it. It's an o- it's Oakland. I get it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really good teams out there right now, though. You've got Austin, Utah, a lot of young good teams, and then you have your dominators like la lakers la clippers milwaukee bucks but there's a lot of young teams and we're not quite there i don't think but when lebron hangs them up there's going to be a changing of the guard there's going to be a lot of young guys that are coming up jason tatum is 22 years old the memphis could be in that mix for sure no question of the young teams coming up no question in my That's mind. True. No question in my mind. We're going to be right there, you know, if everything goes the way it's planned. Yeah, so getting back to uh, 
you know, the uh, Memphis voting and whatnot, I think it's time for me to change my course from best local mm-hmm. athlete to uh, Memphis hotties cover or bust. There you go. I think you can do that. Cover or bust. I think you can do that. <laughs> I'm gonna That's will true. it. I'm gonna will it into reality, laddie. I'll vote for you, Jeff. We'll get everybody to vote for you. Mm-hmm. Yay. When it comes around, cover. I don't even want to be. I will decline if I'm not on the cover. That's how it's going down, laddie. I will <laughs> cover <laughs> that, or bust. I ain't settling for no fucking little write-up bullshit, Ryan Carter. <laughs> uh, Letty, I think I think we've got a show. I think yeah, I, yeah, for sure. I appreciate you coming on. We didn't even get to everything. There was another thing with the Bulls made a move for a new GM. Mm-hmm. It's Mark Eversley from the Sixers. He's the guy that drafted Markel Fultz, whatever. I don't know. I haven't heard anybody say he's going to do a great job. Hey, that's cool. Like, he's from Canada. He's the first black GM in Bulls history. That's cool. Good for him. There you go. I'm for it. I don't know what he brings to the table there. He's The Bulls are making moves. Good for them. They're, right. in, they're in that's the news. Good. and they're, they're Yeah, yeah. They're in the news right now because of the doc or whatever. Everybody's talking Bulls. We'll see how it plays out. I don't know if this guy has ever actually done anything good. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't find anything about him that was like people were excited about it. So they're they're turning a new page. Good for the Bulls. I'm excited. Good for them. We talked about them in previous episodes. Like they need to do something. <laughs> right. I'm glad they're finally doing something just for the NBA's sake. You know, just oh, of course, yeah, for sure. Have a stronger league, better teams, better games on TV. That's what you want, Laddie. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, man, no problem. I enjoy uh, it every week. Yeah, man, this is like the highlight of my week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can reach us. We're on Twitter at House of Hoops. We're on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. Reach out. We'll be back next week, no matter what. I mean, (laughs) I think most probably no matter what next week. Thank you, everybody. Laddie, holler, man. Yes, sir. All right, brother. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers.
sighing in her sleep Brothers got to night to keep me calm hang around Sleep.